Hi, welcome to Chili's. So today I'm going to be talking about, if you cannot tell, Vine. Specifically, why Vine was so popular and what caused it to die. Um, it's a very hot topic. I have my roommate, Lindsay Morphis, here. Hello. Uh, she's going to help uh, kind of guide the conversation as we explore the overall like community rhetoric behind it, the reason why it rose to fame so quickly, but also why it burned out so fast at the same time. Um, so, like, let's start by talking about what is, like, why why did you like Vine specifically? Like, what, what made you like Vine so much? I think it was the fact that the videos were, like, required to be so short, and it was just, like, so easy to just fit them into your day-to-day life, you know? Yeah, so there was, like, the accessibility. Yeah. I think that's about, like, the same reason why I enjoyed it so much, is uh, there was this possibility that anyone could be famous on it. Yeah. It wasn't, like... Uh, YouTube or any platform. Yeah, there wasn't an algorithm or anything. No, it was just people in their homes making things that you could as well, like with their friends, making dumb things. Um, So Jennifer English specifically states that vines typically fall into four categories. uh, Practical jokes, attention-grabbing absurdity, catchphrases, and pop culture. Uh, I would also say that there is a fifth category skits they're not as popular as the rest but you know i guess an example of practical jokes would be the walmart vine with the rat <laughs> <laughs> like everyone knows like that's a whole other thing about, about vine is like people recognize and they know if you say like have you seen this vine typically someone's going to be like yeah no i've definitely seen that yeah even though it's not around anymore. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the attention gravity ones, maybe just people doing crazy stuff, like the cup feet things. Yeah. People stick their feet in cups. Uh, I, I know that you don't know what that was. I don't. <laughs> um, but like uh, Lele Pons, she's a, she's a big viner, but she would jump in the back of people's trucks randomly mm. and they get stuck in them at stoplights, which is absurd, you know? Yeah. You wouldn't just do that out of nowhere she's crazy so catchphrases <laughs> what is your favorite vine catchphrase uh mine is hurricane katrina uh, hurricane katrina more like hurricane tortilla it's <laughs> my favorite <laughs> i like the good evening yes where he slides down the yes it's a very good one there's also like there's so many you could list so many it's like i look like the burnt chicken nugget, <laughs> but i still love myself it's iconic. It's iconic now. Like, if you say any of these people, they really do know what you're talking about. Yeah. Then we have pop culture, which is really hard to define itself because inherently Vine is pop culture itself. But I guess elements of, like, you know, like dabbing and Just like do it pop- for the Vine. Yeah, like popular songs, too. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So people, like, popular thing, instances. Hit, do the Quan or whatever. That hit was the really Quan. big. Yeah. Do the quad. Do the quad. <laughs> the quad, yeah. Um, and then sketches was was big, big. Yeah. Like I, there was a lot of sketches. I don't think a lot of them actually rose to like fame or stuff. But there was a lot. I of... feel like that Caleb dude. Oh yeah, like, Caleb. The dinosaur Caleb sketches. City. Yeah. The dinosaur sketches. Yes. He, his are really good. Like any instance where a person was dressing up like as a character. Yeah. That was really, really, really. But good. it was by themselves, which is even better. <laughs> exactly. So. You know, now that we've gone through, like, you know, categories of vines and how they fall into it, 
Um, why were people so attracted to this? Like, why did people want to watch Vines? Um, like I already talked about a little bit before, it was so accessible to people. Like, you know, you were watching people make Vines that seemed like they were your friends. Like, you could make that Vine. Yeah. You could go popular. There was an, um, kind of intriguing about this. Um, Vine, ultimately, according to Miller, wanted to let people show intimate parts about their lives, but they didn't know how long to do it, so they experimented with four seconds, they thought it was too short, they did ten seconds, they were like, it's too long, that's why they settled on six seconds for everyone, they thought it was easy, it'd be intimate, people could share whatever they wanted about their lives in six seconds. Um, Anyone with a phone could have accessed it. Uh, I know at the start, also according to Miller, it was only available on the iOS app store, but shortly that changed as it got more and more popular, they added it to Android. Uh, there was also no editing on the app, so it wasn't like <laughs> YouTube where you need this, there's a sort of production quality standard on it. Could <laughs> no, just, not at all. <laughs> you could just shoot a video on your crappy iPhone 4, and then everyone would love it because you said butthole yeah. or something. Yeah. That was the attraction to it, I believe. It was just the rawness of the six seconds that really... That everyone really <laughs> loves. You know, because you don't know what's going to happen in six seconds. You don't know what's going to happen in six seconds. It's entirely up to you. Um, but we also, specifically in class, we talked about Huizinga's magic circle and the theory of play. Um, I think it's really, really, really in play here. Uh, there was sort of a magic circle that revolved around this app. There was a community. There was rules that were spoken, but they weren't. Uh, the magic circle is hard to define itself. There's many, many definitions and, you know, ways you could define play. Um, you know, I really like how Huizinga points out that we are homo ludens, beings of play within ourselves. And I think that Vine really took this into play because it wasn't just the same stuff, but and it was at the same time. There was sort of expectation, like, it's going to be funny it's going to carry this rhetoric in itself but uh we still kind of carry that rhetoric and that sense of that magic circle today when we're looking at them um i know this is a really broad concept <laughs> uh lindsay how do you feel about that about play about play um it's something that i really don't grasp but I mean, the way you describe it, I think it definitely fits into the, the concept of Vine, and uh, especially the whole magic circle thing. Like, even if it doesn't have a definition, you can just kind of, like, get the feeling that, like, that would revolve around something so groundbreaking. Yeah, I think Stenros, uh, in his defense of the magic circle, also defines the magic circle as not being able to pin down a definition for it. <laughs> but <Great>. everyone... <laughs> But everyone understanding exactly what it means. Yeah. Um, it, Vine created a new space uh, which play can occur in, which is what it, uh, what Stenrose really says a magic circle is and play is. Uh, it created this new sort of environment for short clips that made it felt like a new world that virtually anyone could just get sucked into, uh, whether you're creating or scrolling endlessly for hours. <laughs> um I specifically remember being with Paige in like 2014 <laughs> this summer, and we were hanging out in her house, we're sitting like two feet away from each other, and we're just on our phones looking at lines. Yeah. Um, like that's it's the sense of immersion, immersion yeah. that you get into it, and Cinderella really points out like as a big 
point of play and I think Vine really grasped that like you would get immersed for hours oh yeah just scrolling just scrolling and there was this sort of understanding like you're gonna get on Vine you're gonna watch Vine they're, <laughs> they're gonna be funny yeah they're, you didn't go they were the vines, and there was like a very serious discussion about mental health going on no was, they're all entertaining they're all entertainment it was a form of entertainment but also a social media at the same time yeah uh, I think part of the reason it was so popular to me was that it was like any other social media fa- platform at the time felt like it was being run by the top creators and it was Im- virtually impossible to break through. Yeah. And like I said, like Vine was very comfortable in the sense like the magic circle wasn't set like yeah. the other ones were. It yeah. was permeable. Like you could just record a dumb video with your friends and then the next day have a million followers. You'd be Vine famous, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, a lot of minority groups also found homes in Vine. Yeah, they, they really did. They were very represent, like, represented, like, uh, King Bach. Yeah. That was King how you Bach. pronounce it. Uh, Calhoun states that King Bach not only uses enormous following on the app, uh, to spread awareness of issues, but used the humor in it to bring issues that African-American individuals were facing at the time. Uh, it sparked more interest in those feeling underrepresented, and they had a place where they could be on the same level as everyone else. Yeah. Uh, we also have Dua uh, She also said, that, like, creators like Ruby Rose and other, oh, other people, <laughs> yes, Ruby Rose, were, like, creating this sort of environment where LGBTQ plus individuals, I said that really fast, but they <laughs> felt like they could be represented and they felt like they could be popular and they had a chance yeah. to spread their messages. Vine was like, it, it was an app for everyone. Yeah. It was it was new, but it was popular enough that people got on it and then everyone just like exploded and it didn't matter like what race or sexuality or gender you identified as. Like you were just as long as you're funny, like, you were famous, like, exactly. that's it, no and one cared. Everyone was on the same level, I never once got on Vine and saw, like, obviously you're gonna get hate comments, Yeah, that's a big thing about being online, like, once you expose yourself, you're gonna get hate, but I felt like no one was trying to spread it, everyone was just kind of it just, existing. You just ignored it, you know? Yeah. I don't think it was quite as of a hateful environment as YouTube, especially because, like, there was, like, the lack of rules and everything like it wasn't as strict yeah I definitely feel that way um it just it brought this whole new sense of like community yeah it wasn't just one person talking at you for 10 minutes straight trying to make it was just some random dude off the street yeah just a rat on some <laughs> cokes and making people scared. <laughs> making right? people scared. Adrian Bank was stealing his mom's <laughs> corona off the table and chugging her. Like there was Adrian Michael. Adrian Michael. I mean, it was it was good. It was, it was like just overall great. Um Yeah. Uh another scholar, Alejandro Giarte. Giarte, I guess. I don't know. I'm so sorry if I'm butchering it. Um, she makes the point that Vine was mostly popular because of the culture surrounding it. Um, you know, the community got a lot to say about what got popular and at what time it got popular on the platform, and it really felt like everyone got some say in it, except for, like, which was really different at the time from, like, YouTube and, like, Instagram. It felt like they were pushing, like, companies were pushing people at you. Yeah. And it was definitely, like, hey, this video is really funny. 
<laughs> Everyone it likes should be it. popular. It's popular. <laughs> Not because it's sponsored or anything exactly. like that. Exactly. And it, there weren't ads on anything. No. Which was different. Amazing. <laughs> it, was it was, you were watching people do dumb things and not having to watch ads and it felt like. Yeah. Home. I don't know. It was. It, it was like, a very it, comfortable environment. Yes. And it like definitely created its own culture. That everyone thrives on. <laughs> that people still thrive on today. Like I definitely think I will be saying like some of these catchphrases when I'm in like my fifties. Like it's not gonna go away, you know. It's like a commercial. Yeah, it's no. exactly like a commercial, but and it's, it's like, better. <laughs> it's like the Super Bowl commercials, but as an entire app. Yeah. Like I will one hundred percent every time I get a croissant. <laughs> say stop I could run my, my croissant yeah like I definitely will reference these things and you know I'm still kind of I would say fully involved in vine culture I look yeah. at vine compilations still to still. this day and they're still being released like it's a definite stamp on yeah. us that we will never really fully get away from yeah but especially I, like it's gonna be our generation's humor like throughout the years you know like there might be like dad jokes and stuff for past generations, but this is ours. Like this is our humor. This yeah. is what we and grew I think up on. That really does also bring back in your favorite, the magic circle. <laughs> and the theory of that, like, you know, we're constantly going to be involved in this. Yeah. And it's still something that's around and something that we have developed the culture for. Yeah. That we relate to and everyone will in some way still relate to for years to come. Yeah. Um now we get to the sad part. Uh, I know. The the inevitable. Why did it die? It was doing so very good. Yeah. So good. The creators were thriving. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I think at some point once companies started picking up on the fact that it was so popular. Yeah. It started picking up the most popular creators on the app. Yeah. Um, what we so lovingly and endearingly called Viners. Yes. And they started uh, capitalizing off of their They vines. definitely did. And honestly, some YouTubers crossed over to this platform and kind of ruined it. Like, yeah. They it, ruined the authenticity of it. It didn't feel relatable anymore. Yeah. It um, felt very forced and people were thinking too hard about these six-second videos. Yeah, no, <laughs> like, definitely. The production value for a six, like, six-second video should not have been that high No, at it, the end. it definitely... When you start to push things into that, like, area, it becomes less relatable, and you start to lose your audience because of it. Yeah. Um, basically, we talked about, you know, it flourished because of how accessible it was initially, but, you know, it got more popular with creators following, like, started skyrocketing into the millions, and people wanted to capitalize off of this, which is understandable. I get that. Um, you know, and according to Wright, one six-second ad could pull in twenty thousand to fifty thousand, fifty thousand dollars of profit. Just one. Six seconds. Six seconds. <laughs> oh my yes. god. This is the big numbers for you know. And uh, Wright also reported that a lot of vines, viners, were saying that they were pulling in six figures every year. None of them would specifically name how much. They would just say, "I'm pulling in six figures," which. Hundred thousand dollars a year is still. That's still a way more than a lot of America makes. Yeah, no, it's crazy, and they're making these six-figure videos, and they're capitalizing off of it. And then once you start getting into that, you know, like you said, a hundred thousand dollars is way more than most Americans make. Yeah. You lose that sort of 
reliability and that sense of yeah, um, they just weren't relatability. Common. Yeah, they weren't common people anymore. They were the because, upper class. <laughs> and at I that feel like point. a lot of people in the audience, specifically at that point, were younger. Like yeah, thirteen, fifteen. I was about fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. Yeah, but and then. I remember falling off of it because it just felt like every time I got on it, it was just an ad. Yeah. Well, and then also, like, the popular creators that have made their money, you know, they made their money. Like, they're they're gone. Exactly. <laughs> like, why, come, why come back and make any more? Like, you know, why spend that money on that when you could just start enjoying your life? Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you've made your money and you have nowhere else to go, why stay? Yeah. I think a lot of them did transition over to YouTube. They definitely did, especially after Vine died. You know, yeah, like, when it was officially they over, had when like they, they had everything. a platform, and then it got lost, so they went to the next best thing, which was YouTube. Okay, yeah, I definitely see that. Um, also, you know, people becoming less and less relatable as they get famous, but also according to Ryan Brown, it seems to mostly fall into the rising apps like Snapchat, Instagram <laughs> Stories. Um, and... that really pushed it really into insignificance. Yeah, that was around the time I know Snapchat was starting to get more and more popular. Yeah. They were introducing the Snapchat like stories and like other, yeah, like the news outlet stuff. Snapchat was huge. It was huge, and then it is huge. It still is. Yeah, no, it's very, very. I use I, it every day. Yeah, it's the, every day. I, I think like... it's the prime way people communicate now. That is. That's because how you I go, communicate. Hey, do you have a snap, and people will go, yeah. I don't, I don't text people on Snapchat. Yeah, I know. It's weird. I don't... Because it's on Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, I guess that is true. But, you know, Brown really stated, like, that that's really what pushed it over the edge. It was not because it wasn't perform. I mean, it wasn't performing the way it used to, but yeah. also uh, the nature of social media itself yeah. is always changing, always fluctuating. Yeah, nothing's uh, going to last forever. No, it doesn't. Apparently Facebook will, though. So. I, but you can say that, but who uses Facebook other than to check up on their old family members? <laughs> That's exactly why I use it. Yes, exactly. That's the reason why most, I don't, I only keep my Facebook to keep in touch with my grandma. Yeah, I do that, and for, like, volunteer things, because, like, they they have, they have Facebook pages. Yeah. That's your main form of social media. It's social media, not in the tra- traditional sense. But it's social media, nonetheless. Yeah. You use it to be social. It is social media. I post things on my story. I want people to see that. Yes, exactly. You add more people because you want people to see it. Yeah. Um, you know, and a lot of people think Twitter bought Vine for a billion dollars. Uh, according to Reed, he they put a hundred or a hundred a billion dollars in, and they were trying to change it, make it big, like uh, Facebook did to Instagram. Yeah. Um, but you know, as Brown stated, Snapchat was really kind of pushing that into oblivion, and there's also just everything stacking up like it just wasn't as relatable. All as the issues be. with the app itself were coming to life. It also seemed like Reed talks about how the team dedicated to Vine that Twitter put into place didn't really seem interested or. Like, they didn't un- think it was going to work in the first yeah. place. It was just kind of like, we're just going to try because we yeah. have enough money. To they weren't passionate about the app like no, we it, were. it definitely... It showed. It showed. Yeah. Because I remember when they bought it, it just kind of like... They lost so it. many users just because they bought it. 
I mean, Twitter is really big now, but I feel like back then it, it wasn't, wasn't. It wasn't that big. It wasn't as big as Facebook. Yeah. And Instagram. Yeah. Like people used it, but not. I feel like Twitter's more for like celebrities, like keeping up with celebrities. For me, at least. Yeah, I can definitely understand yeah. understand that. Understand that. that. Like Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I follow him on Twitter, of course. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. I follow AOC. I don't have him blocked at all. Oh, okay. I don't understand. <laughs> We're getting so off topic. Yes, let's not get off topic. Um, <laughs> you know, I just, in my personal opinion, believe that Vine simply died due to the pressure of imposing forms of social media and the involvement or lack of involvement of a giant company. Um, all of the social media platforms don't last. Like, we see that with uh, MySpace, and we see that with the slow descent, the very excruciatingly long, slow descent to Facebook. <laughs> when <laughs> will it end? Uh, when will it end? We don't know. When will it end? Um, one thing I know is that even though a platform may not exist, people still could continue to, like, enjoy the memories that it brings. Yes. Um, you know, it's an era that will always be prevalent, I feel like, in our pop culture. Absolutely. Maybe not the lower generations, but definitely it's going to be something that we always bring yeah. up. Uh, like, my sister's generation always brings up MySpace. Yeah. They constantly talk about how cool MySpace Vine, was. Vine is the MySpace of, of our, our generation. generation. Yeah. I 100% feel like that. <laughs> it just, is. It is. It is, though. It's something that, you know, will last forever. Yeah. But not in our memories at the same time because obviously you know all good things have to come to us. Yeah. I think. Yeah. But or else they get ruined. I guess we will wrap this up with saying our favorite vines. My favorite vines. Yes, yeah, so I have so vines. much pressure. Oh, I have to think of one. I really like High Welcome to Chili's. Like, High Welcome to Chili's is really good. But like the remix one with the music. Okay, that I I'll take. Yeah. I like the one where he's like, boom, 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 bass. He's like, guess who that is? Nikki Minjaj. <laughs> <laughs> it's something. So, well, I guess that's all we have to say. Yes. Rip fine. You'll put your memories, but not able to access you. And thank you for listening. <laughs>